0: Welcome to the hot seat David Judge here and here we are at Susan 2 episode 12 of the hot seat where we release a new episode every second Tuesday and we talk to industry influencers that have worked hands on in the real estate industry to find out where these influencers see current and future trends and what you can do about it to support and grow your business. I'll tell you what I can say that in my sleep now I sometimes do dream about it I say those words so much. Anyway, in today's episode, we're interviewing Stephanie Regan, who is a business strategist at Real Estate Dynamics. Now, one of the reasons why we actually were interested in interviewing Steph is she actually has a large circle of influence outside of the real estate game. And she was actually voted as the International Property Manager of the Year in 2014. So obviously you have to have or possess certain skills or demonstrate certain skills in order to achieve that. So... Within the interview, there are some incredible areas that we talk about and a couple of the highlights within this interview include the challenge of salespeople becoming principals. So starting off as salespeople becoming principals and not having the experience and the flow and effect of not having that experience to be able to create a common vision for your team how massive changes are coming around trust accounting and how that's going to disrupt the industry and how other technologies that are coming out, they're talking about drones, etc. in this interview that are automating property management and how it's going to have an impact. Why the future of real estate will mean agencies will no longer need offices and they're going to be moving to the an Uber-based model of real estate. Why real estate is no longer just a once-off moment and why you need to look at the full experience to better understand what more a prospective client will get from your business over your competitors. And finally, why not enough BDMs invest the time in understanding a client's end goals and why piecing the puzzle together to help them achieve those goals will help you to retain more clients. So Steph's interview is very, very clear and concise and the advice she is sharing is incredibly relevant right now. So for example, that last point where I was talking about goals, where uh, Steph actually talks to her clients about how they can set up their end goals and mapping out their journey. And I mean, seriously, this is next level stuff, and it's going to help agencies massively differentiate themselves from the competitors. Finally, before we get started, as a side note, Steph also totally smashed the hot seat questions. I mean, she was, she owned it. Anyway, that's it. Enough of me talking. Let's listen to the episode and roll it. Hello and welcome to the Hot Seat, powered by affordable staff. David here, and I also have... Damien,
1: And we have... Stephanie. Steph,
0: thank you very, very much for coming on to the Hot Seat today. You're welcome. Here we are at uh, the Gold Coast at the moment, actually, at a, at a conference. So we thought we'd grab a few people and... Yeah, have a bit of a chat. Have a bit of a yeah. chat. So um, on the Hot Seat, we just have a bit of a chat to you about where you, where the industry has been, where you've been within the industry, where you see the industry now, and where you see it going into the future.
1: Fabulous. Let's do it. Excellent.
0: So, I suppose. Tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, perfect. So I have been in property management for 12 years now and started out, as most people do, just reception, then going to assistant property manager, moving up the ranks to property manager and senior. Yes. Um, I don't know anybody who wakes up and says, geez, I want to be a property manager when I grow up. Yeah. So I think um, like most people, you just kind of um, fall into the role and then you either love it with a passion or you get out of it. Mm. Um, I think you'll probably agree many people in it shouldn't be in it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, moving on up, um, I was very, very fortunate enough to have won the Queensland Northern Territory Property Manager of the Year for two consecutive years with LJ Hooker. Fantastic.
0: When was um, that? 2013,
1: 2014. Still okay. claiming bragging rights, though. Yes. <laughs> um, and then in 2014, um, I was fortunate enough to have been awarded the International Property Manager of the Year. Oh, fantastic. So that was... Um, amazing. Thanks to the LJ Hooker Network, it really expanded my Mm. knowledge of the industry um, and it really um, set me up with opportunities moving into the future. So Mm. um, then I moved down to Brisbane and it was only a couple of years later and recently that I moved into the role of a business strategist. So here I am today now trying to change people's lives in property management, not just manage properties.
0: Yes, yes. So, why did you, because you mentioned that, like you said, most people don't, um, you know, choose to be a property manager. So why did you decide to go into the industry? or What was the catalyst? What happened to get you into it?
1: I think it was just more... Um knowledge and job security. So Mm -hmm. I was in a position where I had just finished my um, business certificate with TAFE and looking to do a bit of work experience. So I got hired as a receptionist in a real estate and then I quickly fell in love with the property management side of of things because I saw how challenging it Mm -hmm. was for Mm -hmm. the property manager and I absolutely thrive under pressure. So I thought this is something I really wanna get into. And I think I would have only been a receptionist for, for maybe six months yep. and then moved straight into an assistant property manager role and never looked back. I just mm. absolutely love everything about it. So
2: Fantastic. Mm. So, so what are you seeing as the biggest challenges right now in the industry?
1: I think in the industry at the moment, there, um, there are more and more business owners coming into the industry but have no vision for Mm. what they want to achieve. Um, 90% of business owners, you can probably agree, are salespeople who have had a very successful career in sales and then decide that they want to open up their own real estate and have a rent roll, which is the bread and butter of their business. Mm. The problem with that lies none of these people have a purpose for the business or a vision for the business, so have no direction. And when you have no direction, which means your staff have no direction and, and they're not all striving to achieve a common goal. So you end up having a team of people working for you all swimming around in circles just trying to stay above water because no one's working towards a common vision for the business. Yeah. And I that's think right. that's a um, that's a huge downfall for a lot of business owners is that they don't spend time doing any strategic planning for the business.
0: Mm, mm. And do you, so just expanding on that, um, and and like you said, in the in every industry, really, a lot of people they put on this hat where they think, "Okay, I'm going to now jump into the space of being a business owner." Yeah. Uh, I remember the very first businesses I had, which was uh, back in 1998, showing my age. And uh, at the time, it was a it was a, a coffee shop, yep. and I thought that I was going to just have to make coffees every day, and that was going to be <laughs> you know my job. Whilst well, so it was a part of it, I didn't realize there were all these like other 50 things I had yes. to do every day but that transition from a, an employee to a business owner is is quite a um, quite a, a big step. Yeah. So with that in mind, what what one piece of advice do you think you'd have for a person that is making that transition as a sales person in sales and then transitioning across to a business owner?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really important to spend time figuring out what your purpose statement is. So a purpose statement is very, very different to a mission statement. A mission statement is just for the business, but a purpose statement is your why, Mm. and if you're familiar with Simon Sinek, he talks a lot about finding your why. Um, Once you've been able to articulate your purpose statement and it can take a while for you to actually figure out what your contribution is to the world, to society, to your business and the impact that you want it to have. Once you've articulated that, you have set a foundation for the business that you can now grow upon Mm. and your purpose statement is essentially, going to be the fundamentals to which you hire people, you fire people, um, and you grow your business. Whenever you meet somebody, you're able to tell them the reason why you do what you do.
0: And that's the biggest difference I've always seen between a mission statement and a purpose statement. A mission statement hangs on the wall and a purpose statement is what everybody within your business shares when they talk about what they're doing and the reason why you are in business, so. Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. and it's it's something, um, and I, sp- I speak to business owners every single day, I've spoken to hundreds of them, and um, I can comfortably say that 99% of them don't know what their purpose statement is
2: Mm, mm. yeah incredibly important it is and i suppose disruption something that we're all talking about in the industry at the moment it's the the buzzword at the moment it is yeah it's been for a few years yeah Yeah, definitely at least at least for the last 12 to 18 months it has been what about what's the disruptor what what do you see as the biggest disruptor in um, real estate but then let's look at i suppose from real estate as a big picture but then Property mani- yeah, po- yep. mm. property management then uh, more specifically.
1: I think um, all of the talk of the, the trust accounts disappearing. Mm. Um, i just talking to a lot of different people. They have various different views on it. Some people are extremely scared of not having that control. Um, but I think that just comes from a fear element. Just yes. people are scared of the unknown and they've never done it before. So it's something they're not used to. It's different. Mm. So I think that is going to challenge a lot of people. Um, another thing there are so many different technologies coming out these days um, I I know of a, a group of people who have built a technology using blockchain where the tenants will be conducting their own routine inspections and oh, can really? you imagine how how scary that is going to be for a property manager thinking no they're going to hide things mm. we're not going to know how well they're looking after it but this technology allows um, it it basically, requests the tenant to, to video the room it's in and it knows how many rooms there are, it knows when it's cut off parts of the room as well and then it pieces it all together and sends a video to the owner. Mm. So you're, you're maximising the time spent in the office as opposed to going out and doing these sorts of tasks as well. Um, yes. And we recently just heard um, in the conference that we're at a gentleman talking about drones, dropping off mini drones, doing the routine <laughs> inspections. And we laugh about it, but it's it's on the cusp of happening. Like mm. there's drones dropping off people's you know groceries to their properties at the moment. So what's yep. going to stop that from happening?
0: Mm. What do you think, Damien? Trust accounting chucking you in the hot seat? Oh, don't put me on the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: and I I do have I do have a view on it, and I yeah I I can't see that we're there yet. Uh, or I've concerns around who owns the actual owner, if mm-hmm. it's the agency or whether it's the yeah there's a few solutions coming out there or whether or whether it's a solution provider if you're cutting out the real estate agency then is there a need for a real estate agency
1: yeah mm-hmm. and I, I think before too long um, we're not going to need office spaces there's yes. going there's not going to be a need for leasing consultants. Um, sales and BDMs I think there will um, always be a need for those I don't think you will ever ever really get rid of those mm. um, but there are going to be a lot of positions in property management that are, you're going to able to be automated so mm. there's so just do
0: you think nothing. it's a bit like do you think it's a bit like Uber as well sorry Damien I do, you, I'd do. do. I'd do. Well, you look at you look at the taxi industry and you look at uh, the hotel industry Airbnb, Airbnb and mm-hmm. how that's disrupted a lot of things and and uh, when the when Uber came in and, and it was illegal in Australia for yes. an extended period of time, but it didn't stop people from using Uber. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you see that sort of change happening? Like we're talking trust accounting and the legalities around it, uh, blockchain with a uh, with uh, photos being taken by the yeah. tenant and then you know making sure that every component of the of the room, for example, has has been taken. Mini drones. Do you can you see? Um, actually, let me rephrase that from a disruptive perspective, what do you think the consumer wants in the future?
1: I think all the consumer wants is to be able to to speak to somebody human Mm -hmm. as well. So our focus will shift from from doing these micro jobs to spending time talking to owners, as opposed to being out there doing tasks and that sort of thing. As far as legalities and stuff like that goes, I know that with a lot of particular companies, Queensland is, well, Queensland and probably Australia is so heavily governed on what the laws are, Mm. it makes it very hard for anybody to bring in anything new because tribunal is so common these days and if you're doing something that's not by the book and you end up in a tribunal you know you're gonna lose the case. And yes. in, this, in this day and age, you need to be everything, doing everything by the book so that it holds up in a court of law. So mm. for anybody who's not acting in accordance with the legislation, I just don't think that they'll be silly enough to do it really.
0: Okay, and, and that so going back to that consumer side, you think that they, they still wanna have that human experience?
1: Absolutely. So I think yeah. that there is always, always going to be a need to have that human experience. I think, mm we're going from an era of trust to an era of transparency. Yes, yes, so yes. They're like going in restaurants. Yeah, exactly. Restaurants.
0: You, you want to see who's making your meal. Yeah, most mm.
1: definitely. So they're just going to want to be able to put a face to the name for who's controlling the systems. Mm. That's all a business is. A business is a network of systems and people drive systems.
0: And do you think that's the reason why uh, red bricks, purple, purple, purple bricks? bricks? Do you think that's the reason why purple bricks? Sorry, we're getting right into it. Yeah. Oh, I on. was going to say, there's probably
1: a number of reasons <laughs> yeah. why that didn't go go accordingly.
2: But yeah, I suppose some of the stuff you're talking about, are big paradigm shifts. Like, if you're losing or, or changing those roles, where's your revenue as a as a business owner uh-huh. coming from? If you're not able to charge for some of those some of those things that we take for granted now that we do charge for and they are big rent, revenue generating. Um, components of a property management business?
1: Well, I think um, a lot of the time looking at P&L statements and that sort of thing, most of the revenue just comes from your management fee. It doesn't come from any additional expenses. So, I mean, addi- additional expenses does play part in it, like um, routine inspection costs. Some people charge those. Some people charge condition report costs and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, most companies don't, though. So they're still charging their management fee. Um, we may see those fees come down slightly lower because they're not going to have the wage expense that they used to um but i don't i don't think they would come down too much lower than what they already are because believe it or not you know not every real estate is running you know a highly profitable business just mm, because they have mm. a number of properties under rent they probably have you know a lot of the time we see them and they're just far too overstaffed as yes. it is yeah and
0: there's a lot of um Traditional uh, traditional ways of running a real That's estate right. business, yeah, certainly you can see it impacting the profit margin. Yeah. So I suppose right now, how could if you're a business
2: owner, how could you differentiate yourself uh, in the market from the agency down the road?
1: I think um, it still is all about that customer service experience. So it's no longer. Um, it's no longer just you know a one-off moment that you're spending with people, but you have to look at it as a full experience from start to finish. Mm. So what are they going to get with your business that is going to be different from down the road? Are they going to walk in the door and feel like just another number, and then take a management agreement, and then you get a call from somebody once every six months, or hopefully, you know, hopefully not once every week, saying there's maintenance or something like that. So how are you going to keep your staff trained to try and minute? mitigate those costs to any landlord as well Mm. Um, how interested are your staff in your landlord's portfolio investment what are their goals as well I've never heard of a BDM taking the time to ask their owners what's your investment goal Mm. most of them just want the management and then they'll give you a spiel about how good their their business is but how about taking the time to talk to their client about what their client actually wants Mm. so uh, it's it's all about the circle of persuasion as well
0: yeah that's quite a flip isn't it so mm.
1: figuring it all out and then what's the end goal? What's the exit strategy? How can we help you get to the exit strategy as well?
0: Yes. So
1: have a look at what your customer service experience is. Um, have a look at the end goal for everybody and then piece the puzzle back together.
0: Mm. And even on, on, I've spoken about George a number of times, our travel agent, <laughs> uh, the one who Damien doesn't like a lot of times because he keeps booking everyone. On, he keeps booking Damien and Qantas. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said you're a part oh, of the Virgin Club. Oh, oh, you're part of the Virgin Club. Yeah, uh, so, gotcha. so you're not getting your points up, but we are. <laughs> saying, um, in the lay-on. yeah but, um, but George uh, George is in, a, in, in, in an industry which has gone through a massive change Huge. as a result of online portals and, mm-hmm. and aggregation services where you now no longer need to use a person like George. His business is continuing to thrive and grow because he's the man mm-hmm. that I go to when we when we're traveling to a particular place he's the one that has the special advice. he's the one that goes and says, okay, this is the best place to stay because he he's, he is embraced. The travel industry is a lifestyle choice, yeah. and he's—he he knows all about the it's travel personal industry, experience. exactly. And yeah. he always—he offers that little bit of extra special advice around um, around health insurance or around travel insurance. Sorry, mm-hmm. to, to make things uh, you know that next level, um, and um, yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. And I've said previously, I have no idea how much he charges us. <laughs> because but it's, all, it's worth it. Yeah, you, you've yeah. seen
1: the value in it, and that because I
0: just get yeah. a final price. This is how much the flight is, and yep. I, I would never ask because it's sort of rude, you know, yeah. <laughs> to say. The,
1: and this is the thing that's a lot. A lot of BDMs they they they're so quick to to cut their fees and everything like that. And I'm like, that's because you haven't sold your services. You mm. haven't sold the value that you're adding to this client. You obviously haven't listened to the client's needs and showed them how you're going to solve their problems. Because if they can see that you're going to solve their problems, that's invaluable. Yes. So.
0: Mm. So, um, what special advice? As Damien didn't start the next question. I'll about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm You uh, yeah, thought
1: I was going to didn't yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's right. right. <laughs> anyway,
0: so, what special advice would you give to a person that's in the uh, that's looking at coming into the real estate industry at the moment?
1: Don't listen to a lot of the stigma that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many Facebook groups these days full of property managers, and they. I feel like they just use it as a platform to whinge yes so i think it's really important if you're going to come into this industry um know that nothing is ever a personal attack i think that's how i've gotten through this whole thing is because everything that we do revolves around money Mm. it's it's either someone's rent to be paid it's either an owner's money to be paid to them their mortgages or it's money you're taking off them or something like that it's always a, a very stressful situation for people but they're never attacking you. Yes. So, so just keep in mind that they don't know who you are as a person, they don't know your values, they don't know what you're like as a mother, a sister, a brother, a father, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, come into it, it's a job every single day that, that you wanna come into it. Um, always continue to learn, that's my biggest thing. I'm so passionate about ongoing training, ongoing learning, motivation and that sort of thing. Um, and I think it's more important than ever to make sure you're starting your day right as well.
2: Oh. So I suppose there's one bit that I want to outside of real estate. Yes. I I think um, there is a lot of people that follow you because you're such an inspirational person. Thank um, you. And there's, um, I'm you know the, the right thing to say. Yeah. yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> but but on a, so I, I met Steph. Oh, I don't know at a conference a few years, yeah, ago, years ago. And yeah. then one of the ladies I used to work for from a former employer ended up working with Steph Um, but I've watched this community grow around you um, especially especially empowering women Um, and I suppose that's something I want to touch on what drives drives you it's not just about the business but it's also about the personal the personal um, the personal stuff and that inspiration that I know you give to a lot of people out there in the industry whether they I don't think they're just real estate people
1: no it's not it's yeah through through a number of different industries Um, for me it's all about mental health and that's why I do what I do because um, a lot of people don't know it, but I've suffered depression quite badly Mm. um, and I've suffered anxiety horribly as well. So when I post things, it's to remind people that we're all just human. Um, We're all just put on this earth to try and get through it. No one gets out alive. Mm. Um, So I really just want to live my happiest life, to be honest. And everything that I post every single day that i post it it shows where my head is at as well so some days i'll put a a reminder on there you need to just take a step back and let things happen because i'm a control freak like Mm. i try and take control of every situation that's in front of me but sometimes i need to just stop and just let things evolve and um and it's just a reminder so i think for the most part i really just do it to show other people that we're not alone like we're all out there we're all trying to to do our best all of the time um and if you're having an off day that's okay it's not an off week it's not an off month it's not an off life um you're just having a bad day and this too shall pass Mm. so Mm.
0: fantastic well let's go to the break and then we'll put you on the hot seat fabulous and um yeah look forward to it and we'll be back in a moment let's do it Okay. okay welcome back to the hot seat powered by affordable staff Damien here as well as steph again thank you you ready?
1: Yes. We'll turn the lights this.
0: up. We'll turn the heat up. Hopefully, we can see if we can make you cry.
1: Oh, God. No, we haven't done that. <laughs> we're we're we, not, we haven't done that Place. for no, at least two weeks.
0: No. I'm actually thinking of a person we can get on that I can actually make cry. Yeah, okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Not anyway, me.
1: I have waterproof mascara. <laughs> yes, that's right.
0: <laughs> so, as we go through, we're going to ask a series of questions and just nice, short and concise answers would be fantastic. Okay. Ready?
1: <sighs> let's do this.
0: Okay. Number one bucket list item.
1: Oh, I've already ticked it. Um, so it was to see the Northern Lights in Norway oh, really? So fantastic. yeah, that's the cool? story oh, Amazing, oh, amazing
0: fantastic. Strangest thing you've ever eaten?
1: Ooh, eel
0: mm, Was it nice? Yeah. Slimy. Chicken feet, disgusting <coughs> Strangest place you've ever visited?
1: Strangest? Um, I went to the most and third most haunted city in America Oh really? Yeah, amazing mm.
0: Describe yourself in three words
1: uh, Resilient, strong, warrior
0: How do you spend the first three hours of your day? gym. Mm. Favourite drink? Water. Something nobody knows about you?
1: I am an introvert at heart.
0: Mm. Would you prefer to be invisible or to be able to fly? Fly. A mistake that ended up being a success?
1: Moving to Gladstone.
0: What is your biggest non-negotiable? Trust. Morning or night? Morning. Weapon of choice? (laughs) Very, <laughs> it's really I went axe throwing yeah, not yeah, long ago. I went axe throwing.
1: It was so fun. Yeah, Most
0: people say pen or phone. I'm surprised you went to a weapon. Oh. No, I'm only kidding. Knife is oh. <laughs> common in these questions. Yes, that's right. Um, biggest fear?
1: Losing my family.
0: If you weren't doing what you were doing now, what would you be doing?
1: Brain surgeon. Oh.
0: University, of school or, uh, university or school of hard knocks?
1: School of hard knocks.
0: What advice would you give to an 18-year-old Steph?
1: Um... He's not going to be the one for you, so just enjoy it.
0: Monday or Friday? Monday. One item you could never live without?
1: Um, my water bottle?
0: How much money is enough?
1: There was a study to show $85,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes?
0: No one's actually answered that before. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> was I, that's a not study. on here either. <laughs> yep.
1: $85,000 a year is the, the wage that everybody can live comfortably and happily.
0: Mm, fantastic. Cats or dogs? Neither. And finally, how many keys do you have on your key ring?
1: Three. Three.
0: Hmm. Fantastic. Good. See? That Easy. was actually very, very yeah. good. Easy we done. didn't even make you cry. No. Yeah, that's right. Did you cry? No. Yeah, right.
1: Did you cry? I, th- I was almost there. A little bit of emotion
2: there. I was actually thinking
0: about the axe throwing. I
1: saw, <laughs> yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw so a Facebook fun. post on it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So mm.
1: fun. And I'm surprisingly great at it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Isn't Jason Momoa, the Aquaman yes. dude? You answered that too quickly.
1: Well Look I do like Jason Momoa Yeah that's right
0: It's Aquaman Yes Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you for going through the hot seat with us. Now we're at that, that time of the interview where you basically give us a shameless plug on what you have going on right
1: now. Fabulous. So as I mentioned um, earlier, I am now a business strategist and performance coach with Real Estate Dynamics. Yep. So I focus very heavily with business owners on streamlining efficiencies within their businesses and building their BDMs up to be very successful and world class in their roles. So if you do want to reach out to me, please give me a call on my mobile, 0437 Or you can reach me on Facebook. My, my name is spelled S-T-E-P-F-A-N-I-E. Oh, it is too. Yeah, strange. Mm. I know. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Steph. Thank, you, really, you. thank really, you. very, very appreciate you. I it. Thank you so video. much.
0: And we'll see you all again next time that's on The Hot Bye. Thank you for listening to the episode with Steph, and I ask before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, that you subscribe to our podcast, which you can find if you search for The Hot Seat, where you listen to your podcasts, especially on Spotify and Apple. I also wanted to remind you that The Hot Seat is powered by affordable staff, and if I am 100% honest, we could not put The Hot Seat together without outsourcing. There's so much background work that goes into creating a podcast, as you know, if you've created one yourself. And we could not do this without outsourcing to our overseas team. I record the content, then I send it offshore where they handle the the video and the audio edits, the website, the podcast distribution, the marketing, and so, so much more. So thank you very much to our team in the Philippines. Okay, that's it. Thank you again for everybody who supports The Hot seat and everybody who watches all the different episodes of it and the feedback that you're giving us. And you know what? We'll see you again on the next episode of The Hot seat.